Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This today being June 14th, 2020. This is This Week in Pop Culture. My name is Arash Zandia, a.k.a. Hash. With me, as always, is Mr. Michael Burgi. What up, folks? We also have the lovely Sammy Castillo, always hanging out in Florida. The sunny and happy-go-lucky Florida. <laughs> so, how are those, uh, so how are those restaurants coming along, huh? Are you talking to me? <laughs> yes, we're talking about Florida. They're so good. Let's get into movie news because we all know half the world is already open or 90, 90% of the U.S. is pretty much open because we have restaurants that are open. And sooner or later, we will be able to go back to the movie theater. I know some people are sick and tired of going through the drive-ins, packed parking lots. You're sitting in your car and you don't want to go to... You want to go watch a movie, but you don't want to drive to. You know, you don't want to go to a drive-in. And no offense, going into a, I don't know, Best Buy parking lot to watch it on a small, big screen is not the same as me watching it at a movie theater. As Michael laughs. Uh, let's get into that. I don't know. Should we start with some Bill and Ted, or we start with some Marvel Thanos news? Well, let's go with Bill and Ted first. Let's get the uh, the slight dumpster fire out of the way first. Right. <laughs> So, so this week we got our first teaser trailer of Bill and Ted's Face the Music. Everyone got rave reviews for it, while others are very skeptical to see where the storyline ends. Uh, definitely missing in the trailer or in the teaser trailer was Rufus. Um, even though we did get to see the princess kids, or will just say the, the kids of Bill and Ted for a slight, uh, for a slight cameo, uh, what direction is Bill and Ted going? Uh, since Sammy couldn't really want to talk about this topic, I, ladies first. <laughs> um, I like it. Like, I think, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see where they go because they were a bunch of losers when they were kids and then, you know, slacker losers. And now it's time for them to grow up. And they were told, we're going to, you're going to save the world with this one song. And they're 50. They have daughters and they're still slacker losers and haven't saved the world. <laughs> so I'm really interested to see like where they where they take it, you know. And I, I like that they're both, you know, embracing their uh you know their their childhood roles again as adults. Fair, Michael. I mean I'm intrigued with it, but no offense that that trailer left me wanting more and at the same time it's it, it was a dumpster dive for a trailer like it was that 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 a minute in like what 25 28 seconds or something that was just like what 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 is this this is a trailer for a movie that they've been expecting and they wanted and you look at them and they don't look the bill and ted roles at all you know Keanu Reeves looks like he just got off set of John Wick 4 or something, you know, and he had to shave the mustache and the beard and, you know, go to that role. And he has to play the, like, whatever, dude, like, surfer guy. And it's like, wow, it's a surfer dad that got hit one too many waves to the head with a surfboard. And I, I don't know. I mean, I did like the f part where they were in prison and they're sitting there, like, all buffed out. Like, those are some hell of muscle suits, like, you know? Like, but... I, I don't know, like, I mean, one good thing about it, maybe it's going to resurrect, uh, you know, Bill's uh, career there, because, uh, 
you know, the other one there didn't do too much. Since, you, mean, uh, you mean Ted's career? Ted's career. That's right. Bill, Bill's uh, Keanu's. That's right. Yes. Um, but I, I, I mean, obviously George Carlin being passed away with no Rufus now, that kind of sucks. So who's taking that role of Rufus? This is a girl. Is that, is that, are they doing a female Rufus? Yes, Wes. Uh, for, for previously uh, in the notes, they had said that Rufus is being replaced by George Carlin's daughter. So, like legit daughter in real life? Legit George Carlin's daughter is her only acting role is going to be her portraying her father as Rufus. That's pretty funny. So okay, I I I don't know what she looks like. I haven't done the research to actually like look at her. Um, and, and to, to Ben, to answer his question, yes, it's George Carlin's daughter who's playing Rufus. Um, so I'm even, even I am skeptical of it because Bill, AKA Keanu Reeves character did not have the voice and the yo's to go with it. Um, bid, um, Ted didn't have the, I would say the smart, stupid look that he normally has during, during the, uh, during the other two movies. I am very scared, but actually optimistic to see how the daughters help their dads write the greatest song and greatest song to save the world. And not gonna lie, during this time, I think we need this movie to save the world. Well, you know, them not having that like personality that they had as kids could be a, like basically a story, a, like a storytelling device in right. terms of the fact that. You know, these dudes were kind of hack losers when they were kids. You know, the only cool thing they did was travel through time. And now these two girls. hack losers are adults. And they've lost that, like, yeah, let's do it. Whoa. They the Real life crushed their exuberance and their dream. And now they're just kind of going through the motions as these loser adults and their kids, you know, their daughters probably don't even like them or have anything in common with them. And it's basically going to be a tale about how, Bill, like, you know, Bill and Ted has, um, you know, uh, his have rediscover what they lost and their daughter's help being right. that age. So I could easily, you know, I could easily see that as a sort of like the way that the story might go. Um, and that's a pretty straightforward, you know, story. And it's good character development for these two loser characters. Um, yeah, to see how their lives have changed after the second movie, to see yeah. what kind of dads they grow to become, especially right. raising daughters. And it's, it'll it'll play off that, you know, um, while, you know, the daughters learn to respect, you know, and appreciate their dads for who they are. The fathers learn from the daughters to recapture that inner flame that they had when they were that age and not allow life to squash it. I mean, it's because there have the daughters, it's definitely going to have more of that sort of back and forth family, family feel. <laughs> I, I feel like this is three weeks ago coming back. No, okay. Uh, yeah. The other, the other thing I have, I, I'm curious on is where you have the, it looks like the council is sitting here talking to him. Like, you know, you guys sang for the entire world, and then yesterday, you guys sang for 40 people in a dive bar. So why are they in this dive bar now like that? They're, most of the people there only because it was like Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Are they still with the princesses? Are any of them divorced? Something like that. Maybe that's why they went kind of down the shitter in a way. So, well, well I kind of did see one of the princesses last year, and they weren't attached to the movie. 
So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the princesses are. Yeah, or you know, they could have just been. You know, the the thing about it is, is that those two characters, they only, in the, the two films, they only did greatness because it was, they were only great because they were thrust into greatness, not because they sought it out. It sought them out and forced them into it. So those characters, when left on their own, are shit. They do absolutely nothing. They sit in a, in a, in a garage playing badly. Um, and they do nothing. So <laughs> wild stallions. Wild stallions is yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so um, you know, if they go with a straight, like yeah, exactly. If they go with a straightforward route where the character is basically self-destructed on their own, and their daughters are helping pull them out back to greatness and re-inspire them, um. Or they could go with like with what Eric said, you know, something completely different where somebody goes back, like, you know, the villain goes back in time and changes everything. I mean, you're playing with time true. travel, so you never know. That's true. Yeah, well, we'll hopefully. see. Hopefully, well, hopefully before the movie comes, we'll get a second trailer that maybe explain a few things. Granted, everyone's got mixed reviews and hopeful reviews as Sammy still is trying to be hopeful with the whole entire thing. But Keanu Reeves still has another movie coming out, and we got The Matrix as well, too. Yeah. Um, what's weird, this was supposed to be, um, well, granted, we are going to get John Wick 4 versus John Matrix 4 at the same time. Keanu Reeves re uh, reveals why he returned to The Matrix 4, saying that uh, Lana Wachowski wrote a beautiful script, and I want to be a part of it. The movie is set to be in 2000 and uh, May 22nd now being pushed to 2021 getting away from the myself versus myself part now mm -hmm. um you guys have any thoughts to uh kind of interested to seeing matrix 4 and see where it goes after the fact that we saw his character and the other character pass uh mike let's start with you i'm a huge fan of the matrix when the first one came out i was super excited for it i loved how they did it with the um with everything where it's like you get that deja vu uh deja vu thing and then all of a sudden you see a black cat and it's like well we're inside a matrix we're inside a computer system and everything's run inside because right. we know we've all had that like hey you got a deja vu or something like that and you feel like you've been somewhere and you've done something over and over again you've i like that concept right there. yeah huh? you've repeated yeah. yourself yeah yeah exactly and then uh you know with the action sequences and stuff like that was really cool they made him like you know, he was the savior of the internet in a way. And, uh, you know, I mean, I had that wallpaper for the longest time. The third movie definitely left me feeling wanting a little bit more. I thought some of the action sequences seemed a little bit pushed and forced on you. And it just didn't seem to really bring the series to a close the way I kind of would have liked it. I, I mean, I'm curious as to what they can do with this fourth one and how they're bringing him back, how they're bringing Carrie Ann Moss's character back. Because, um, you know, Trinity did die. And he technically died. The only one left was Morpheus. So if they're bringing them all back, you know, how are we redoing this? Is he like a new reincarnation? But you can't bring it back to like young Neo. It's got to be like an older Neo because, you know, he's in his late 40s, early 50s to do that role. So I can't see him doing all those super action sequences. And we know in John Wick 4, he's doing it with the stunt double for a lot of it now because he's a little bit older. And you know whatnot. So I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm a huge Matrix fan. 
The Wachowskis have never let me down in the, the first two. The third one, they well, did. The Wachowski, we don't get Lana. We don't get the that's other right. sister. Yep, that's right. Only Lana came back for this one. Yeah. So, so this is Lana's script. Sammy, what do you think? So I, much like Mike, was very disappointed with the third one. However, uh, it's actually pretty easy for them to segue or, you know, push to a fourth one because they already explained with the, and I always forget, I just watched it too. The dude with all the TVs. I was with um, the say, architect. The architect. So the architect um, always explained that um, uh, there were multiples, multiple the ones. The situation that they were in has happened over and over again. Correct. And every yes. time they leave a couple of, they leave a bit of the humans left to let them repopulate. And then basically the cycle continues over and over again. And that's how it creates balance. So um, with them saying, you're, you know, this has happened before, he also says, you've been here before, meaning Neo has been there before. So it's, it's, I think it's super easy for them to bring those characters back because if they brought them back once or hundreds of times to, to replay this cycle, to keep the humans under control, like, why not? You know, I mean, I don't really see how it's going to be difficult. I just hope they don't, I just hope they don't like make it allegory Jesus again, kind of situation like they did on the third one, you know, yeah. um, because that's exactly basically what he was. He was an allegory to Jesus sacrificing himself so the rest can live. Um, and I, I, I hope they kind of they bring it to a. I hope she brings it to a place where we all hoped the third one would have gone. You know, where he they they destroyed the matrix and everything is free. Whereas yeah. instead of it's like, oh, just kidding, he killed himself, but that means nothing. This guy that we built up for all of these years, you know, your hero, the people, the guy you dress like, now means nothing because he was just one of a couple hundred, and the cycle starts again. So we'll see what happens. Well, I, I, I do agree because granted it was a new version of it, but the cycle still continues. Now more humans are alive. You know, there's peace and balance as I like to quote for it. Well, what, what is this new version of peace and balance? So yeah. it could be the, their, their version of what Neo sacrifice was for the peace and balance because the other one repeated so many times that, you know, it's almost like a loop. So yeah. what, what's with the new loop? I don't think his age is going to have too much, you know, story-wise. I don't think it's going to have too much of an issue with it. Bring him young. Look at current. Look at current CGI. They can they can de-age him a good 20, 30 years. Yeah, so could plastic surgery. Um, but um, no, because like his age really, whether it, in the first one, it really aside from the massive amounts of stunts and fighting he did um, himself as a person. Right. It really didn't have too much of an impact on the story. Um, he could have been a 50-year-old dude being awoken for the first time. You know, um, look at some of the other characters. Right. They were older and being, you know, being awoken. So story-wise, I don't think it's really going to have as much of an issue. Um, Stunt-wise, of course, yes, you know, because he is getting older and doesn't his body doesn't move the way it used to. I could easily see a stunt double on that We're one. not going to get the same moves we got in the, the first Matrix. Which well, it's not from him, but look what they did with Wolverine or Logan or whatever the last one was called. I mean, they CGI'd the hell out of that to have yeah. 
you know, to have the car shots, like the whole head's completely off. Jackman, you know. I am curious as to see if uh, so they're bringing everyone back. Does that mean I get, uh, you know, um, was it agent? You know, the agents back and stuff like that, and Agent Smith. Agent Smith, you know, Agent Smith is he coming back? Because I thought he was a perfect villain character. Like that dude was great, and I'd loved him as a character. I'd like to see him back again. You just and, want to hear the voice of him saying Mr. Anderson, and it's still stuck in the back of your head through all yep. three movies. Well, dude, I swear. Was, when I saw him in um, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, I'm like, it's Mr. Smith. Like I could not not see Mr. Smith. It was Mr. Smith cosplaying as the character. Like. I He's in the Matrix. <laughs> I the same thing when they did Captain America, and I yelled, "Oh, it's Mr. Smith on the big oh, screen!" And everyone looked at me like I had twelve heads because they've never seen the Matrix. Well, that's because they were too young. I do it when I'm sitting in like retail, and somebody comes up and their name is the last name's Anderson. I go, "Hello, Mr. Anderson." And I say it to him all the time. Every once in a while, you get the one guy going, "All right, Neo." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so that's it, you know? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, Agent Smith. <laughs> And I'm back for some more crazy, crazy news. Uh, Bruce Campbell has confirmed that we will be seeing an Evil Dead 4. So we noticed that a few, I believe a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, Stars pulled the plug on the Evil Dead TV series. And now Bruce Campbell says we are going to be starting to film um, the fourth movie for Evil Dead. I don't know about you, I'm kind of over Evil Dead. Um, was kind of excited for the show, but not really. It kind of dragged a little too long. I'm eh um, about you guys. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. Pretty much the same. I mean, I love the movies, uh, the originals <laughs> and stuff. I never saw any of the TV series at all. Um, never even bothered to watch. I think they did, what, two seasons of Evil Dead? Yes. I think for the TV series. And it's I heard it. Huh? Was that the TV show Ash? Yeah. Um, that was basically like an extension of it in a way. Uh, I mean, from what I heard from friends and stuff like that in, you know, the con industry and stuff, some people like, oh, the show was really good. Some of the actors were pretty good and storyline was okay. But it's nothing like this is groundbreaking, you know, items that they're doing. Um, I never watched an episode. It just never intrigued me. I do like Bruce Campbell and I, I love that dude in anything. I mean, I loved him as Boba Tep back in the day in that movie. I thought he was fantastic. Well, to answer to to answer uh, this question right here, uh, Bruce Campbell did kind of retire the character, and that's only because of stars canceling the show and it being a, a bit of a drag to continue the series. That's the only so reason now, why Bruce Campbell retired the character. So now, do you think the reason they're making a fourth movie is maybe they owe him something on the back end of the contract, maybe season wise, and they're like, "Look, we'll make a movie of it." Is it no, going to go no. right to the big no, screen, or no. is it going to be like direct to DVD or something? I, 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 it, if you want to make money off of it, go straight to DVD because you still have a horror franchise and a horror theme that people will go to. Um, if anyone's been to some of the Wizard World Chicago shows, they used to have a whole Bruce Campbell um, horror section. Their whole entire upstairs section, Sam will agree to this one, they had a whole Bruce Campbell section. Um, no one owes him anything. They can, um, they're just pretty much milking it the best way they can because of the buzz that happened for stars. And yeah. And what are you going to get? Bruce Campbell for Burn Notice? Or you want Bruce Campbell from, uh, you want Ash from Evil Dead? Same. Oh, definitely from Evil Dead. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a huge Evil Dead fan in general. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've seen all of them. So, uh, and they, you know, it was, 
uh, it was, you know, just, I think it, I think they're just milking a cult fan base, um, for all it's worth. And, and you know what? More power to them. You know, if they've got enough people to do it, um, <laughs> magic. We're magically in your mom's basement. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> do you like that? Right. That's good. Um, well, there's a joke that goes with that, but Arash would deem it inappropriate um, on his stream. Yeah. Uh, on my stream, it's no holds barred. Um, come back on Wednesday, I'll tell you the uh, the joke. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really see the the appeal to it. It's definitely shooting toward that you know Gen X crowd that grew up with grew up with them and worship the ground he walk he walks on. And you know what? More power to him. I mean, he's he's getting up there in age, and there's not a whole lot more he's going to be doing soon. So, you know, the more he can get in now, the better he is on the back end. See, I thought he would have been, in my opinion, scratching like Evil Dead. I would have loved to have seen him in the video game genre series for movie-wise. Oh, yeah. Unchart yeah. Uncharted playing, uh, what's it, uh, Sully from Uncharted. I thought he would have been a perfect oh, yeah. Sullivan character, but... They chose Marky Mark for that role, which I think is horrendous. Did they? Yeah. Yep. Bruce Bruce is one of those guys that he can easily adapt to um to at least to a Marvel or DC character as well, too, where they can put him in like those small, you know, maybe agent type roles or somewhere in there. Or he can actually even fit in the Fast and Furious franchises, to be honest. Um, but the fact that no one's ever brought him to anywhere else besides always seeing him as Ash or even I mean, how could you not notice him in Burn Notice that's gone on for, like, what, more than eight seasons where he was the best character from that show? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He was in Burn Notice. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, he was awesome as the gym teacher in Sky High. That's my favorite role he's been in. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Sorry, Dick. So, <laughs> so, he, so he's always had that moment to play other roles, except they never put him in other roles. Um, speaking of more movie news as well, too, Marvel – plans on bringing Thanos' brothers into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if no one knows exactly what we're talking about, they are talking about the Eternals movie that's going to be released in February of uh, February uh, of February 21st of 2021, technically. I wrote 2020 like an idiot um, on my notes. Um, so for people who don't know, and I've put up a few videos explaining the Eternals, and yes, he is part of the Eternals uh, uh, bloodline. A lot of people don't know that Thanos actually had cousins. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they talk about if they bring up the Thanos storyline and where the movie goes from from there. I am foremost looking forward to Eternals, something new, something different from Marvel, uh, something that we don't get to see often. You know, the other characters. Uh, yeah. Let's start with Sammy. Um, I love the expanded, um, like, space universe of Marvel. It's always super interesting. And uh, I always, I liked it back when they had, dark, you know, Phoenix was, you know, the, the space alien entity that um, uh, possessed Jean Grey, you know, and that mm -hmm. whole alien thing. I always thought that was way more interesting than the other stuff. So I'm really excited they were, you know, really leaning into it um and uh really um you know leaning into the space stuff something that you don't normally see from 
you know, DC and all that. Marvel. Marvel, I'm sorry. We did get the best oh, of the, the Galaxy, which is space. <laughs> you don't see the spaceship from DC. Right, you don't see the space stuff that that, that yeah. you know, DC just steers away from the space stuff. Marvel's going, all right, if we're gonna go where horror movies has failed is going or other movies, everything dies in space. And Marvel has proven that you know franchises are surviving in space. Michael, yeah, Yo, hold up. Whoever this Pepsi guy is right here, seriously, you need to stop with that crap. Right. Like, I mean, don't guys, be don't be ignorant like that. Don't you dare call her that. She's not like that. If you don't like the feed, get the hell off the feed. I won't put up with that crap. Yeah, please. Yo, stop stop the crap. You want to be here, you hang out, stuff like that, but you, you think you're gonna internet bully us or pick on us or anything like that? Yo, get the heck off. Correct. Go pick on Correct. some other, you know, trash bag there that you guys obviously are. So stop it. I'm sorry, it's not appropriate. No. I apologize. Um no, uh I mean I'm intrigued with what they're gonna do with the Eternals and add that in. Now you're adding more stuff up on the you know, the more the sci-fi end aspect of the space opera that is, you know, Comic-Con mm -hmm. and with uh, mm -hmm. the comics where you're going to add that to it. I think that's fantastic. We're getting some of the other villains that we might not see a lot of. And I know, granted, you are going to get the diehard people that know those characters, but some of them don't know all of those characters. So I'm really kind of intrigued with what it is, what they're going to do with those characters. I know what's a guy from, uh, was it Game of Thrones? He's supposed to be one of the characters uh, what's it? Uh, Angelina Jolie is on it for one of the characters. I, I mean, I'd like to know what, how, who are they fighting? Who's their their heroes that they're fighting against? Because obviously, they're supposed to be the villains or something. Well, the Turtles in the book series always had this long franchise, and don't forget, we do get the introduction of Galactus. We would probably get the introduction of Ego. So we would see. Um, we, we would see uh, Eagle returning on the big screen as well, too, if the Eternals continue. And we'll probably get to see the Watchers. So that's another thing. So since it's very intergalactic, there there was a whole, just like the X-Men, another family of galactic uh, characters that we have never seen. We're always used to Silver Surfer and Galactus. So we'll see where this goes next. Yeah, they... Um... They've they've already introduced the Watchers, so right. yeah, we yeah. need to get rid of this Pepsi fucker. Well, yeah. I just remove. I normally uh, and also simulcasting on Twitch. I just cut the Twitch feed right now because um, to have someone and uh, to have three people go on Twitch and sit there and bully not only uh, us but including Mike and Lily sit there on Sammy is really uncalled for. Um, so I just cut the Twitch feed right now. This is highly inappropriate. So I mean, I could care less. On Facebook, trust me, I'm not reading any comments or posting any comments. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a bunch of bunch of kids popping in. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. It's all good. It's all good. You know. <laughs> all right. So, any more thoughts on Eternals? I guess I guess all three of us are looking forward to Eternals to see where yeah. it goes next. Yeah. So, right now, I'm going to read the list of the current movies that have been changed or sort of coming out in the next couple. Uh, within the next year. So list is not really semi-long, but it's just the movies that we're looking forward to, not the other drama stuff that always win the Academy Awards. You know, the movies we watch, you know, yeah. the movies that we think should have won Academy Awards. Yes. <laughs> right? So Mulan is still set to release on June 19th. Uh, you also have Christopher Nolan's Tenet that's coming out on July 7th. Um, 
Sorry, I got the thing confused. Mulan's actually coming out on July 24th. Um, Disney's Disney and Pixar movie Soul is coming out on June 19th. We still haven't seen a trailer yet, so it's, it's most of these dates will be subject to change. Uh, Wonder Woman is slated to come out on August 20 uh, on August 14th, and someone just told me that that date has recently changed to an October date. So if someone has the October dates, please be a doll and post it up because you know. This changed within 12 hours that when I wrote the, wrote my notes. Yeah. Bill and Ted Face the Music comes out on August 21st. Uh, the King's The King's Man, which is a prequel to The Kingsman, comes out on September 18th. Yeah. What's up? Sorry. I clicked the wrong button and it started playing our video. <laughs> okay. uh, can the remake of Candyman comes out on September 25th. I don't know if anyone's looking forward to that one. Um, Actually, I am. You are. I, I kind of. I want to see that movie, dude. The trailer looked amazing. But if Tony's not in it, I, yeah, you know. I mean, I guess you, you know, he could play Candyman again. But I kind of like who's doing the directing. I think the guy's an awesome director and stuff like that. And he wants to do Gargoyles from Disney, make that into a, you know, a feature length movie and stuff like that. So I'm right. down. All right. So we have Candyman. Um, uh, Black Widow is slated to come out on, on November 6th. Uh, 007's No Time to Kill comes out uh, November 25th. King Kong versus Godzilla is also listed to come out on November 20th. I don't know why the date changed for that one. Uh, also, you also have Top Gun Maverick coming out on December 23rd. A lot of us who are big Top Gun fans are huge movie fans of that movie forget tom cruise top gun fans we're very forward to looking uh we're very forward to that movie what's the storyline on that uh just to continue i don't know just the continuation <laughs> from where they last left off so what, well, cats. if you remember in the last one they sat there and gave him choice of anything because of what he did uh and they gave him he could have the posting of whatever he wanted he chose to be a uh, a teacher so, so then I guess he was a teacher and probably he got out and now he's back in. And basically he's like saying to him, he's like, well, thanks for the posting. He's like, yeah, we, it wasn't a choice. You were re-enlisted. So I think he's re-enlisted to teach the newer, you know, class how to do the dog fights in the air and stuff like that. And then bring that aspect. The Mavericks. Yeah, the newer Mavericks. I'm looking forward to that because especially what, what they have for ships, uh, I'm sorry, ships, planes now and what they can do with the technology. I think that's going to be phenomenal. I'm excited wow. for it. It is not Michael Bay, so I don't have to worry about explosions every three seconds. Who's directing? <laughs> I don't remember, to be honest, who's directing Top Gun. So, um, we'll, we can when I get more notes and everything, we'll get to the bottom of that one. Eternals, as we were talking previously before, is coming out February 12th of 2021. The long-anticipated Ghostbusters Aftermath that was supposed to be released last month uh, is slated to come out on March 5th. Um, just like everyone else, give us Ghostbusters now. <laughs> right. I mean, I was looking forward to it. Um, we also have the new date for uh, Sony's Morbius, which is coming out on March 19th. Uh, Fast and the Furious 9 coming out on April 2nd. You also have Marvel's uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings coming out on May 7th. And you have Batman, as I put in quotations, year one, as we like to say. Uh, they're coming out for October 1st. As I said, these are the movies that we will probably be watching. 
if there's any other movie, any other movies that I have missed, um, please be awesome and put the dates of the movie and um, and the date for them as well too, and other movies that you're looking forward to. Maybe we'll put that as a topic. You know, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't. Maybe it is Jerry Bruckheimer doing Top Gun. Who knows? Which I could be down with. He's a decent director for something like that with action sequences. Didn't he? Didn't he produce the first one? Wasn't that a Bruckheimer film? I believe so. Don't know. I don't remember. Basically, any any movie that came out of the eighties that was good was a Bruckheimer film. So <laughs> yeah, well, could have been Spielberg too. Bruckheimer or Spielberg, and who was the other one? Two thousands. We were stuck with the Michael Bay everything of everything blowing yeah, everything up, going to hell. Yeah, everything was Michael Bay. Although I did love, I did love. Uh, the nerd uproar of him putting flames on uh, Optimus Prime, and I, you know, I he he's he comes across as a bit of a of an arrogant uh, sob, but his answer to the nerds uh, about why he did that was hilarious, and it was simply because I can. Well, Jable told us that the new director for Top Gun is Joseph. Kosinski. Oh, oh, you, you got that one. You got yeah. that one, Rosh. <laughs> so, you up everything on my stream, but you can read that on your stream. That's okay. phonetically written. Phonetically written. <laughs> your, your, your fans miss punctuation marks, so I have to read them twice to make sure that I'm reading exactly. They would write these giant paragraph worth of stuff. And it'd be no punctuation whatsoever. <laughs> and I'm reading it completely through. And I'm going, oh no, I gotta read it twice. So I <laughs> punctuations into to they're very wordy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they also write it very fast so they can be part of the chat for, for Yeah, saying. it is a pretty quick chat. My my yeah. there's a lot of back and forth in my channel. So what a lot of people don't know is Sam and Castillo does a live art show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I so, paint live. Yeah. As I said, it's a live paint show. You paint live. Yeah. So she does a live show every Wednesday. So I proctor her uh, comments. So all the comments that you guys that you guys write and everything, all the good ones or oh. all the ones that she wants me to read, I read them every single time because her face is looking at the canvas, making sure she's drawing her um, drawing her art and painting her pieces at the same time too. So if you guys are bored on Wednesdays, come and check out her stream as well too. And uh, Michael is doing a stream on a special stream on Sunday. Uh, tell us about your special stream next Sunday. Uh, so we uh, are doing something called Angry Con. Um, so it's Angry Geek Show, uh, and we're going to be doing a stream on Sunday uh, night where we're going to be talking about the conventions. My portion of it will be at nine o'clock till like nine forty-five. We're going to talk about the. Uh, state of Comic Cons, conventions, what to look forward to, and a little bit uh, about all of that stuff. We'll have like some. Oh, isn't this uh, what this show is all about? <laughs> what we talk yeah, about? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we talk like a little that. bit more, a little more pop culture nerd stuff, but we touch on some of that stuff. That one's going to be strictly us talking about the conventions and stuff. So, something kind of cool. So, uh, Sunday so night at. So, yeah, so Sunday night at Comic Con head who was missing Comic Con conventions and stuff like that. Uh, Speaking about Comic-Con, perfect segue, right? <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con uh, will host a free entry comic book convention with a limited entry and newly announced dates. Um, uh, 
pretty much from what I've read is pretty much everyone who's never been at San Diego Comic-Con will be involved in all of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, which Sammy ha already has a Comic-Con exclusive. I have two um, of them. Two of them. Uh, all your TV show and panel news as well, too. So it's as if you're going to San Diego Comic-Con without the giant crowds, but you can get a head start on a lot of toys, which Michael is very intrigued of several of them right now. And I believe so does Jabo. So Jabo, I'm waiting for him to comment on a San Diego exclusive. Um, yeah. And Sammy and all the other artists, uh, they uh, announced all of their art pieces that they released for San Diego Comic-Con as well too. And that would be part of the mix as well. And it'll be in for me and everyone else who watches, it'll be interesting to see if they do those special, special announcement panels that San Diego is known for. So um, it seems like they're going to be doing all of that stuff, of course, digitally. Right. Uh, yeah. I just got an email a couple of days ago from them asking for, for, you know, telling me what information I need to gather for them. And what it seems like is that it like, you're going to basically, they're going to set up like a web page for you through them mm -hmm. as like a, an art vendor or an artist. Um, Cause they're requesting like my logo and you know, my, um, my website information bio and then items that are exclusive to the show. And then my like general featured items, right. so, like, just click on it and it'll lead you directly to my website to purchase it. Um, I, that's what it looks like they're going to be doing um, in lieu of coming to my awesome 15 foot tall, you know, 10 by 10 booth and gazing at all the wonder that is my art, um, which is kind of boring, but you don't get to see me draw or paint. But, um, you know, and it's they are from what I read, like on their information, they are still doing like the whole H panels and stuff like that. It's just going to be kind of like this where you tune in and it's going to be everybody, you know, um, an MC and then, you know, just like what they normally do, just not in person. So in that respect, it's not going to be too different except the fact that you don't need a lot number to go in. You could just click on it and go in. You don't need to wait in line from 4 a.m. to get a, to get a, a ticket. Right. So yeah. maybe kind of interesting. We finally get to see the Batman trailer during San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Which has always been a thing for us for San Diego. <laughs> but uh, the, the interesting thing uh, that I'm I'm curious how companies are going to handle it is like companies like Hasbro and stuff like that. Um, their exclusives are based on first come first serve tickets. Right. Um, you wait in line for a ticket and it gives you a time and then you go down into the hall and then during that time you have the ability to go and purchase whatever exclusives are left. So I'm curious, like, how they're going to work that out because, you know, they do that so that a bunch of dealers don't just get in line and buy all the exclusives and then sell them at super high, you know, rates. So I'm curious how companies are going to kind of get around that, um, selling the exclusives and stuff like that. Sure. My first comes first serve, you know, I don't care. Yeah, that's true. You it's can be still for more money, good for you. <laughs> Look, I always feel like they always bring that X amount of merchandise anyway, so I guess they'll stick with that X amount for first come, first serve. I mean, you gotta oh, be yeah. you gotta be up at ten a.m. You know, San Diego time to get a hold of your exclusives. Yeah, uh, the, Michael, the, 
Michael, who's never been to San Diego Comic-Con, has never seen the chaos that happens at San Diego Comic-Con where Sam and I are constantly yelling at people, no running. And um, I like watching them biff it on the floor. Well, it I, laugh. well we had the one time where the it is funny. It is trampled. definitely funny. Oh, so, yeah. Well, that's her fault for running. Yeah, that's her fault for running. Michael? I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because I'm definitely that, – that's on the bucket list is San Diego Comic-Con. I need to make it out there one of these years and uh, to be able to see some of that stuff where uh, think about it this way. We're not going to have to look over and see a, uh, a, like a poorly recorded on my cell phone, grainy black, you know, picture of the, the, uh, what is it? Uh, the trailer that they're going to show and you're going to see a bunch of heads in it and then people are trying to be all sneaky. So I can actually watch a trailer that might be fully viewed. That's going to be something kind of cool. Um, you're not going to get like a side angle view of it. And you're just like, was that Batman? I think I saw a, a Batarang. I don't remember. Right. So that's going to be neat. And I think it'll be kind of cool where you're going to be able to see the people in their homes. Like you've seen some of the zoom stuff that people have been doing in the, you know, the teleconferencing where people are sitting in their house and you have like five, six people on the screen and they're doing a, you know, basically a panel. I think it's going to be something kind of neat where we can get in that, um, that I don't think they're going to limit will probably have to limit to whatever their bandwidth is and how many people they want to put what other panels they might do up at the same time. Then you might have to bounce back and forth between a few, or you could probably record it and watch it later. So I think that's going to be something kind of neat to, to be a part of. As far as the exclusives, I think that their best bet to do to keep people from basically scalping them, put it set to a limit. You can only buy two with it with uh, like a certain address you're shipping to, or, you know, five for dealers or something like that. And then it's well, set most, to your address. Most, that's it. Most companies that you already know when you're buying your exclusive Sam knows as well too, when you put in your actual email address and it's one per email or yeah. two per yeah. email and San Diego has always been known or including your comic cons always been known as one per customer. So yep. if you, if you actually are part of it, uh, you're always one per customer. Yes, Chabo. We I know you want your Transformers. I know you're you're super excited <laughs> about certain things. I'm I'm excited for all the Marvel Legends and the Transformers and the Ninja Turtle stuff, especially the ones that you and I have shared a few times. Uh, especially I for think the what they're gonna show for Black Series for the Star Wars Black Series figures they might show and stuff like that. And look, for some of the new movies next year, that some of the toy lines and pop figures. Look, I'm already I'm already disappointed in in um, I guess. Play, was it, uh, Playmates or whoever got the Playmates toys, the fact that they are re-releasing the 85 Ninja Turtles for the third time now, because don't forget in 2001 and 2002, they released the original Ninja Turtles. Now, the interesting part with this set is it comes in a box, and the box is shaped as the, uh, I guess, the turtle van. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, and it's it, like the turtle van. Right, and it has the original four characters, Shredder and Splinter, in the box set. Now, for me, I want the box, but I also have the original Ninja Turtles. I also have the 91 edition, which came out not once but twice. So if anyone has the second edition of the 2001 edition, it also came with a DVD Yeah, that played an episode. So yeah. um, to me, as a collector, kind of disappointed in this version for one of them. I, but I'm also looking forward to a lot of the Transformers. Sam is always looking forward to whatever Gundam comes out every single year. <laughs> the last one they had was the uh, anniversary Talgies. Yeah. I mean, they had a huge Gundam uh, display, but um, last year they were doing the car, like they were coming out with like a silly card game or something like that. Gundam yeah. Card 
game. Um, and so instead I ended up getting the little bubble ball things. We're, uh, and then uh, last year, even though Cars Against Humanity wasn't there, we were always looking forward to Cars Against Humanity yeah. because they would sell the exclusive packs. Like every year they would have one exclusive. Yeah. They were yeah. even at Gen Con the following weekend. Yeah. So. After all conventions. So whatever. It'll be interesting to see how it, you know, um, how, how they it play out. But, you know, the cool thing is, is that this, I think, is kind of opening up a more uh audience yeah well and i think it's opening up like a secondary branch of stuff um for conventions as well where you can you know get panels and stuff like that um online as well as you know go to a show so you can even you know uh with san diego if they can pull this off they can even sell you know privately private viewings via the internet as well as you know, tickets to the to the uh, you know Hall H. So you know they, they, could do, they could do this where they could uh, basically like a ticket and you get an all day pass. Like, what about the people that can't travel there because they live too far away, or maybe they have anxiety issues where crowds definitely mess with them? Yeah. Do something like this. You make it affordable too, like twenty five, thirty bucks or something mm -hmm. like that, and you have a whole day and you can watch all this stuff from the comfort of your home. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know that opens up a whole avenue that they could definitely do. That'd be something cool. That would be. I know. Great. I'd probably buy it just yeah. to watch stuff from home. Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't making massive amounts of money at San Diego, I would never go. Right. After, after twelve, what, eleven, twelve years of going, I'm like, hmm. and it's so funny because I, I'm so blasé about it too. Because that's like, that's like the mecca for every comic. And, and collectible nerd is San Diego. And anytime somebody, you know, comes up and they're like, I always wanted to go to San Diego. I'm like, oh, San Diego. Well, for, for being there for so many years, it's <laughs> kind of like past and everything. But for people that have always gone used to New York Comic Con or the the, the conventions that they're always used to going yeah. to, you know, um, to be at San Diego, it is eye-opening. I mean, I went my first year and it was eye-opening. I got oh, this. Yeah. With most of the panels, granted, I never got into Hall H. I did get to check out all the rest of the panels. Yeah. I did get to explore. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot going on there. I mean, I don't even get to see like I literally walk in at seven a.m. Right. I sit down in my booth, and then for the next twelve hours, I don't leave because right. I'm constantly signing or painting something, and then maybe I go to the bathroom once during those twelve hours. You know, maybe. But your bathroom is the closest to where you are, where it's one aisle over. Where yeah. People don't know like where the other aisles are. People don't even know that there's a concession stand on the second floor. For there's a concession stand in the back of the regular hall. But anyway, we're side. No, no, but I'm saying like there's a full blown cafeteria oh, yeah. upstairs. Second floor. I've never been. Right. So I knew <laughs> that it exists. Uh, people don't know there's, there's an indoor outdoor area that like a few years ago also they they, they held a wedding that put it uh that they used one of the halls that held around like ten thousand people so see you didn't even know there was a wedding once hey we well, we do we used to do it at our uh, rhode island comic con we used to have uh weddings that we would do on the fifth floor in one of the panel rooms uh we used to have one of our people that was there he was an ordained minister and we'd have we do like 20 or something weddings we right. do them all at once and stuff like that and, uh thing and fans and friends would come in for it yeah we used to do it we're thinking about doing it again. Bring it back because a lot of it was, a lot of people enjoyed it. 
So Are we have changed by that point. Yes. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine you you doing a wedding at a, a San Diego Comic Con? I could see. I could see it. Well, okay. my assistant asked me to marry him and his girlfriend, and they're like my kids. So I'm like, yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> Are you an ordained minister? Well, technically, if it gets married by City Hall before that, you can just uh, no, no. Like I'm gonna pay the fifteen dollars and get ordained by the the church of whatever. Or, or I, I, Latter Day Saints, yes. I don't know. I'll look I it up. I can have one of my best friends do it. Huh? Say that again. I'm sorry. I, I can have one of my best friends do it. Eric Fusco. He's an ordained minister. He'll do it. He's actually married a few people. No, yeah, yeah. The, the the couple that wants Sammy to do it, they want Sammy to do it. So it, it makes them very special that like Sammy does it. Yeah. You know, they 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 look at her as as mom. They look at her as best friend. They look Church. at her as like, yeah. <laughs> Is it dudeism or druidism? <laughs> Church dudeism. Yes. I could be a dudist. Pretty dudist right now. Anyway, so, what's our next topic? Well, no, we'll 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 continue uh, with San Diego. So, oh. to to be honest, I I'm looking forward to the panels. I'm looking forward to see how they continue on with the panels. I'm hoping they don't do a Zoom thing where everyone's involved, or they just do a complete live stream where they can add, deal with the bandwidth. Because if they have people asking questions. I see that thing failing after literally 75,000 to 100,000 like people jumping on and especially San Diego being a huge deal every year. Um, you know, hopefully we get nice, good streams out of it. Uh, as far as the exclusives, hopefully fingers crossed for people who are, are literally chasing every exclusive under the sun that they get their exclusive. Um, I'm, I'll be hunting again for this year as Sammy knows, you know, I've, I've walked out with a few exclusives, but, it's not the same, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're looking for an exclusive from San Diego Comic-Con, chances are two or three months later, that action figure will be at GameStop. So it, like just like last year, if you bought the Green Ranger Power Ranger edition, it ended up at GameStop. If you want the Red Ranger slash Gold Ranger edition for Power Rangers, it ended up on GameStop for a little while. But some of them are truly exclusives and you have to look for the stickers. So I know you guys are hunting for stickers, especially for those pops. And uh, I hopefully, we'll see Pops releasing their list for San Diego Comic-Con, um, which we all know you guys all go crazy for those brand new Pops that come out every year during San Diego. S Sam, you got any more words since you eh, at the Pops look? I'm not a Pops fan. It, it, to me, it's like the Beanie Babies of the millennia. The Beanie Babies that's, that lasted longer than seven years. Yeah, well, even still, it's the same thing. Like. I mean, unless I get a pops made of me, then you know I don't give a shit. Right, um, Mike. I mean, I'm looking forward to some <laughs> of the toy the toy lines that they're going to be coming out with, and um, I know we keep driving pops crazy here. We keep saying his name. He's like, what? What? Why am I talking to me? Um, you know, all the different toy lines that are going to be coming out. Uh, I'm excited, like Jaybo said, like the Transformer line. Uh, what are they going to do with the Ninja Turtles stuff, new movie action figures, the stuff that is, like you're saying, going to be exclusive, but it's exclusive for how long, and then it's out at all the different stores. Will be funny how where people are going to go, like, pop hunting or toy hunting in the wild right now when stores are only allowing so many people in and things like that with what's going on right now. So it's going to be very difficult to say. Yeah. You can make a pop of yourself. Make the Sammy uh make the Sammy Castillo exclusive. 
yeah. sell about 12 of those, make a San Diego every year in different color shirts. No, a different color hair, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of which, we'll just go right into some brand new news that all you guys also can't stop talking about is the bland, brand new PlayStation 5 that recently, I guess recently just got greenlit with the console and a few days later got kicked with the price as well too. PlayStation 5 is out and will be released this fall. Uh, I don't have the game titles, Michael, and I will uh, discuss, we'll talk the game titles and everything. And the price for the new PlayStation coming out is about $700. Now, recently a lot of people are complaining that the price is a little too high. Um, but for me, especially being in New York, I remember when the PlayStation 3 came out, that price tag was around $800 to $900, while in other states it was deemed to be $600. People also forgot that during that time, uh, Sony had just released the Blu-ray, and Blu-rays were going for about $600 to about $1,000 retail at the release of the Blu-ray player. Now... Let's go with Sammy, because she, she had a nice little face to go with the price tag. What do you think of the price? I mean, you saw when the Blu-ray player came out, how much of a pain in the butt it was, uh, how expensive it was. Are you surprised with PlayStation's price? Is that the set in stone price? I, uh, the Sony president said a few days ago that they are set with their price of $700. But we will see what happens when it comes to Black Friday. We released the PlayStation 3 at the same price. And Sony already previously had said that that was way too high and not justifiable. And then they lowered the price. It's honestly, it's probably they're going to drop the price before they when they when they do a, a launch, um, a launch date, like an exact date with the exact price. Um, they're going to they're going to lower it. It's probably going to be between five and six hundred dollars i mean i don't i honestly can't see them justifying a seven hundred dollar price tag for those specs and it's a bad price point it's a bad bad price point um especially since there aren't really games that are exclusive anymore i mean they're all going to i mean i can't even final fantasy is not even exclusive to sony anymore um so this Final Fantasy VII was exclusive to Sony. Seven? Okay, so seven was exclusive. Um, and, the, and the previous titles were the only thing that they released for both platforms was the PlayStation 1 edition of Final Fantasy, so that Xbox got the tease but never really got to play the current. No, um, I got, I know I have 13, Final Fantasy 13 on Xbox. No, but I mean, Never mind. But the, the Final Fantasy VII that was released for PlayStation 1 was released for both platforms. Okay. But um uh but anyway, yeah, I don't honestly they're gonna they're gonna drop the price between five and six hundred and it's definitely gonna be out, you know, in time for you know Black Friday over here. I'm sorry you feel that way, Uzi. Jeez. Uh she's all growling behind me. Um you know, um and yeah, I mean they're gonna uh it's cool, it looks cool. Um, especially with the uh, the Spider-Man uh, variants, the blue, the black and blue, and the black and red, and then there's like a white and a black one. Well, actually, the console pictures that were released are not the actual console exclusives. 
uh, one artist by the name of Boss Logic decided to take the console and color it into Spider-Man colors. Oh, okay, that's what that was. Okay, so it's so a black and white one. It's, it's currently the white with the black on the inside, so yeah. there's no and exclusive console coming out. But it looks fucking cool. Like you look at that, and it looks like it's from the future. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and I mean, like I feel like a hologram should pop up with the PlayStation logo <laughs> rotating when I play. Uh, it, I mean, it looks like it's from the future, and that's you know they have a great design. It's way better than the last, you know, the last two, which are very derivative of each other. Um, but you know, because I got the PlayStation Four with uh, as the um, Final Fantasy fifteen box with the big moon in the front. Okay. Um, you know what you want to talk about, right, Berg? And um, yep. that was, I mean. With the game and the fact that it was exclusive, I think was with tax, like maybe six something. So right. I, I can't honestly see them doing it like the base model at 700. I really, I just can't. Michael, what do you think about the base price and what you've seen so far during the PlayStation? We're not going through games yet, but you know. Yeah, no. um, I mean, I love the new design, the new look of it. I think it definitely looks like <laughs> <laughs> it does wings. Or the yeah. dude, dude from uh Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. yeah. One per, one person said it looked like E from Wally, so you know, there's a lot of jokes to go with it. Oh, I mean, there's a ton of jokes for both consoles the way they have them going. Uh I mean I dig the look of it. It it does look like a router. I know everyone's sitting here saying that a router and they're saying to stand it up should be better for airflow, but I think you can also lay it down because of the disc tray. Because when you slide the disc in there, if it's standing straight up, it's never gonna stay in there perfect. It's gonna slide down or it's gonna off kilter. So you're gonna be able to lay it down, which will be fine. Um I, I do like the look of it with the C D tray in it and uh, I mean, there's going to be two versions of it. One's going to be without, one's going to be with the CD tray. There's been rumors floating around for that and the Xbox X series that you should be able to swap out the hard drives. Um, and then there's been rumors that they want to be able to swap out the graphic cards. Mm -hmm. So you can stay constantly changing the graphics. So even though the processor power should be good to last for a while, it's basically still going to be able to swap out so you can upgrade it on the fly. You're going to see these, I think, in the first one, it's going to go on... Um, uh, that's funny. I like that <laughs> right? Uh, there's rumors of one terabyte and a two terabyte that's been floated. And I think if they're going to do a base model, if Sony wants to make it where they're going to compete with Microsoft again, this console war, they got to keep the price affordable. Microsoft last year priced themselves out when they did it in 2013. $500, have to have a camera, has to always be on. You can't trade games. You can only swap it with a friend that's on there. That hurt them. Mm -hmm. Sony had more where it's like, hey, we don't care. We just want you to play the games, and here's a ton of exclusives. Microsoft's relying on their laurels of like, hey, we have three exclusives. Sony's like, here's like 50. So right. that helped right. out with Tails. If Sony continues with that and makes the good games, it's what's going to kill them. I think it's going to kill Microsoft. Unless Microsoft can compete with some new games, I see Sony might be winning this around. Hardware-wise, Xbox is more powerful. I will say that all day, and I'm a Sony fan. But with the Sony, with the hard drive, the SSD hard drive, you're going to be able to do updates faster. Load times are going to be quicker. Things like that are going to be faster. Keep in mind, it is a true 1080 Blu-ray 4K capability. Xbox doesn't technically have that 4K 
HD, you know, uh, Blu-ray player. They are getting it now, which will help them compete. But I don't know. I'm li I like the way the controller looks with the dual shock on it, but it's more of a sensor feel to it. I I'm definitely digging what it's doing. I think it's going to be cool. Do you feel like, um, like now that um, uh, Sony has released a price point, Xbox is now going to rethink their price point and it will truly be like a price war between the two? Yes. They're both going to compete. It's They're going to release within a week each other uh, to see whoever drops first. Then they're going to look at what they're going to be basically what, what they're selling. And then you're going to see Microsoft probably or Sony in the next week afterwards probably adjust a little bit to compete and see if they can outsell. Rumor so, has it they're going to be very limited on both consoles no matter what because of what's going on with COVID and all the factories getting back up and everything. They're not going to have like, here's 20 million consoles for the world. It might be 5 to 10 million right. of each console worldwide. So Now, as, as a gamer, do you buy the first console? Because I'm one of those guys that I usually wait a couple of years before I get the first console because we all know that how many bugs are in those first, in the first year ones. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't usually go out like that first weekend and buy it or anything like that. I did. Well, I didn't actually with GameStop because I was a store manager. They gave us a console that first year because they wanted us to push the console. So I got a brand new PS4 and a brand new Xbox One. So I was like, I got very lucky. Um, so I was very, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm no longer a manager now. I don't get that perk anymore. So it kind of sucks. But that first PS4 that I did have that they gave me, that thing's still being used right now. I, I, a friend of mine has it, but it's still being used, and that's almost seven years old. And it was a 500-gig model. So, knock on wood, it's still working. Um, I mean, they seem to be built a little bit better than newer consoles. They did away with, like, the, the blue-lighted death and the red-lighted death for right, Xbox yeah, right. and stuff, which is nice. Money. Yeah. So, I mean, they've done, they've done some improvements. Do I want to buy the first one? Yes, because some of the games that are coming out are going to be exclusive to it. Mm -hmm. which means I can't play them unless I have the new console, which is going to bum me out if I can't play some of those games that are fan favorites of mine. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it, I want to see what the price point's going to be in first before I, you know, buy it. I'm probably going to pre-order one just to be on the safe side. Right. If I can decide on that factor. But so, we'll you'll see. so you'll do the $700. Suppose. Oh, God. Begr begrudgingly, yes. <laughs> Sammy. I mean – it's only a month rent. I mean, you know, it's yeah, not know. that bad. Hey, don't, don't, don't talk about how much your rent is, please, because we, <laughs> we don't want that little. We, we, we don't want to start that either. <laughs> Sammy, would would you get the would you get the console when it first comes out, or will you be one of those just like everyone else that waits uh, at least a year or two before they decide that they're gonna get one? PlayStation, more often than not, their first gen consoles that ship always have something wrong with them. Right always and like not every single one but right. i'm speaking from the days of the original playstation and you run out and you stand in your line at midnight to get your console you bring it home and four hours later something fucking happens um that is um that's been playstation kind of mo more often than not Mm -hmm. PS2 had a problem. Uh, I don't know if the PS3 had one. I know the PS4 had an the PS The PS2 had one where it, it wouldn't read the CDs, and you had the purple right. one. If, if your PlayStation 2 was very old, it would never read the, the purple CDs. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know why it did that, though, right? It was because people used it as a DVD player. 
Right. Yeah. So they kept playing all the silver DVDs and it wouldn't read the purple ones or any of the colored ones. You couldn't read them because yeah. you got used to seeing the silver. So it, it killed it. PS3 had issues with some of the graphic cards and on them. PS3 they also had a problem with one of the downloads. One of their updates killed it, turning into a brick. Yep. So, and then, um, and I don't know about the PS4 having an issue. I, I was kind of out of the loop at that point. No, but anyway, PS4 I, was good and never had a problem, which was great. So, P, so I normally wait until the second, like the second wave, kind of hits. Um, so when the custom consoles come out, Sammy's on board with getting a custom console. Usually, like that's what I try to do. Like, um, I mean, I even did it with my Xbox. I got the Halo Three edition. There you go. Xbox. Um, I wait, like, so I wait till something's like super special, and I'm like, ooh, that is a game that I want and a console that I can play it on. Boom, there we go. Um, like, I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting for them to have any Switch at this point, but hopefully, <laughs> I want the Animal Crossing one. Best with Animal Crossing. I know it doesn't look like I would be, but I totally am. Um, Wants to sell her. She wants to sell right. the turnips. You need to sell the turnips. I get selling turnips. I don't sell the turnips. <laughs> <laughs> I was never good at it. I always like. I'm like, yes, I uh, turnips today, and then I like lose all my turnips because I invested poorly. Like, right. I'm like ah, that's my life story. But um, well, to, to to real quick to to Phil's question of why we're talking about ex exclusive consoles. I also been using my uh, my Star Wars Darth Vader console as my main console because I also waited as well too. Michael has a few. Uh, con my Michael also has a Star Wars exclusive, while Sammy uh, has her uh, Final Fantasy and her Halo edition. A lot of times, you know, it's good to wait one or two more months to like a year to get something or color that you like. I mean, we watched Sony come out with multiple. We watched Sony come out with multiple colors. Just on a PlayStation 4 alone, while while Xbox, if, if anyone remembers, they had the Star Wars edition yeah. where you had R2D2 and, and C3PO. And every time you started your Xbox, you heard R2D2 on open to yep. close, which I think it's really amazing to have. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That is awesome. Right. The other thing is, is like, I, you know, from reading your previous comments, Bill, you were talking about how you have a, you're a computer gamer you know, like, and building a computer. And um, I don't really want to build my own computer. And I don't want to sit on my computer all day long. You know, um, I'd rather sit on my couch because it's way more comfortable. Um, and, you know, and that's okay. Like, that's just, I want to stick it in and play and yay. And computer is for work, art tables for work, and the living room is for me to relax. So for me personally, I pick the consoles because there's a lot of games that aren't available on a computer as well. Um, so, I mean, I know that's kind of going back in the opposite direction. Uh, where more more games, I think, are getting uh, more, you know, PC computer um, uh, releases. But, yeah, um, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just, it's just personal preference. I mean, I'd rather sit on my couch with a controller with my 15 speaker Dolby surround sound than <laughs> in my studio where I spend 16 hours a day already. Yeah. And uh, to go back on a couple of things where you were both saying where like some of the consoles had some errors, PS4 and Xbox One were one of the lowest rates for defects on yeah. the first uh, oh. round, they both had some of the lowest. It was like less than 1% or something that was like defective or uh, you know issues out of the box. Right. Nintendo Switch actually 
had the highest amount Correct. because their jo their left Joy-Con had the drift issue where it was and it would lose connectivity. So that was an issue out of the box. They had a good four or five percent uh, return rate on that. So we used to swap out like the controls and just do that and send back the controls, which helped out to to do that. One issue I'd love to see them do to fix is their network cards. Their wireless network cards uh, in the systems, they need to upgrade them. Since the Xbox and the PS2, PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, Xbox One, the network cards are the worst thing ever. Unless you're on top of the router and you can run a hard line to it, they suck for wireless connectivity. That's one downfall. So I hope they fix that in the new one, which would be nice. Well, and on top of that, you're a gamer. You don't go wireless at all. You you plug in. You you play. You put your system as close to the to the router as possible, and and run a short line to your. That's router. if you're doing like if you're an online gamer. I don't like to play online, truthfully, in some of the games because just like I don't. Yeah, know, I'm not a first person shooter. So bad if, when when you're running wireless. You know that. Yeah. Oh, oh, it always lags. It does. That's why I try not to play online. I stick it straight to just a uh, on a job. Down, down, download time on games six hours. If you run a line to it, two hours. You're yep. still stuck there trying to download one game. I, I forgot. Oh, yeah. what um, if I remember, it's for Call of Duty. You had to spend about six. You had to, you know, have it plugged in for six hours just to get the new download to play Warzone. Yep. And that was a nightmare. But guess what? We get to play our version of uh, of uh, Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the new version of Fortnite. Anyway, even though Sammy stepped out of the room. Uh, why don't you tell us the uh, list of games that are coming out for the PlayStation 5, and we'll go one by one to see what games you are uh, looking forward to. Um, uh, it's the Spider-Man game. but I, I mean, to, to go with exclusives for them alone, mm -hmm. you're looking at um, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, Forbidden West. That, to me, is one of, like, 2018's, like, one of the best games that they made mm -hmm. for the system by Gearbox. Gearbox nailed it out of the park on this game. And it's absolutely incredible. You play as a character like 10,000 years in the future. Somehow our, I'm sorry, not, not Gearbox, our Gorilla. Gorilla did this game is basically Killzone. But you basically play as Aloy, a character, 10,000 years in the future. Humanity's going to, you know, shit hell in a handbasket. Now somehow we're back to life and you have to figure out why. The game looks incredible with what they've been able to accomplish. And they've added underwater sequences. There's a scene in the trailer where you see a giant like tortoise all of a sudden comes to life. And mm -hmm. I'm intrigued to see what you're going to do with that. Gran Turismo 7, that game, I am so glad it's back because the only reason I kept an Xbox One was because uh, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon, they had for that game in Forza. Great games. Horizon 7 is going to be amazing. I'm oh, sorry, Turismo. You got Spider-Man Miles Morales. Everyone was thinking it was going to be DLC to add on to the Spider-Man, which they're going to port, rumored has it, to the PS5. Um, but that's going to be its own standalone game. I think we're going to see a little bit of a smaller game. We might not see the same level as Spider-Man. We might get something like, uh, what was it, um, Lost Legacy Uncharted, where it was the two female characters. Maybe we see a 15, maybe 20-hour game. Not a lot of side quests on that, but still going to be good. Godfall, hack em, slash em style game. Almost reminds me of um, uh, Destiny, but with like a God of War style, like with the hack and slash and some of the armor, it looks like you can almost do like Greek mythology with the, the armor and the upgrades. Uh, you got Odd World Soul Storm. Uh, so you get Abe, uh, which I think looks finally really cool. Uh, years. What'd you say? We said uh, Abe finally returns with Odd World Odyssey. Yep, 
and now you have Soulstorm, which actually looks really cool. The trailer looks trippy as hell. So mm -hmm. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with that. You got Resident Evil Village. We saw that trailer. That I, I think they kind of went away from the more of the zombie feel, like you know, the Day of the Dead in a way, and it almost feels more uh, supernatural, more you know, along that line, the occult version, which I'm actually intrigued with. It looks good. Um, I think they did that with uh, was it Resident Evil Four or something? It was kind of set in like a village or something. Was it uh, uh, Resident Evil Four, and you had an exclusive gun with it too? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Demon Souls is getting redone, so we're going to see that put back into the system, which I'm actually intrigued with. I love Demon Souls, and that's basically the precursor to Dark Souls. So if anybody hasn't played Demon Souls, you're in for a treat with that, and the special effects look absolutely incredible. Uh, a game I'm looking forward to is. Uh, called um, Returnal. Basically, Returnal looks like you play as a, a space astronaut that crash lands on some type of planet. It looks like it's a horror planet style, and somehow you die, and you have to replay the planet, and you have to go through it. Kind of reminds me of that Tom Cruise movie, Live, Die, Repeat, um, with that. Yeah. So that looks really neat. Hitman 3 is coming out. Ghostwire Tokyo is another one that's exclusive to it, to Sony. That's going to give you more of that occult feeling but it's more of japanese and it took a lot of the japanese uh what is it like the demons and stuff like think the grudge and all of those style and you have to basically figure out what's going on and do that uh, another one that's going to be exclusive kenna bridge of the spirits you play it's an anime character anime style with some of the uh the gameplay and it actually looks very bright vibrant kind of reminds me of like a knack that was exclusive to uh playstation so it's They've got a lot of good stuff coming out with it. Pragmata, the trailer just totally confused me, but I want to play it because I'm just dying to see what they're going to do with it. It just, I don't know, you see an astronaut sitting on what looks like he's inside uh, New York Times Square, and all of a sudden he does something, and all of a sudden you see a little girl to the right, and there's a skeleton of a cat, but it's a looks like an image. Next yeah. thing you know, a satellite's yeah. falling, the guy's running out, and then he's standing on the moon, and he's like, we're home, and he's looking at Earth, and I'm like, what the f just happened and i'm like i need to play this i need to know what the hell's going on in this game um then there's a game i think it's what you play as a cat you yeah. have to play as a cat this is the uh, one like this has been out for the past year and a half or so and it's been teased by a third-party yep. company and everyone's trying to figure out how to do it and i believe they released a demo but it was for pc yep. only yeah but they're coming out with it for the playstation uh it's done by indie darlings entrepreneur interactive is stray you plays where humans that seem to be replaced by robots and you're a cat and you're an investigator think pokemon uh, pikachu detective in a way so you're playing as a cat that's doing this i kind of want to play that i don't know why like i could care less for octopad but there's a couple of games that are made by that and i think two games that are going to be like fan favorites that are going to people are going to remember from when they were kids playing on like the ps2 and ps1s yeah we're not getting a uh, little big planet but we are getting Sackboy. And Sackboy's coming out with its own story, and you can do the stickers where you can upgrade your character, the look of him. I think that's going to be incredible. I just can't wait for all the toy lines that are going to come out for that because they made some really cool ones. I have a God of War Kratos Sackboy, which I found at a uh, con one year, and it was amazing. And then Ratchet and Clank uh, ripped apart. The trailer looked absolutely insane and incredible. And I think that's just going to be something that's going to push that sales. It's more kid friendly, but you are going to get to the older crowd that remembers playing that game as a kid. You're going to get your Maddens, you're going to get NBAs, MLBs, hockey, UFC. There's rumors of a new monitor. They're all sweating and everything during the game. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. You know, um, and 
Uh, I think that's going to be something that's going to help push the sale of the console because you have some good exclusives and they're coming out this holiday season, 2020, to like February, March or so. So you're going to get a couple of games throughout the holiday season, I think, which is going to help the PS4 sales. I'm sorry, PS5 sales. Those, those are the games I'm looking forward to. I think they're going to be really cool. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for the first company to just go, by the way, we're going to make a bundle game and controller, game and extra controller with uh, with your purchase. I, I think uh, there's a rumor right now Xbox Series X will do that because it's supposed to be uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm -hmm. which is they have like the design on it. And I don't want the square, uh, you know, fifth element earth uh, stone. But if they make a Valhalla edition, now you might get my money, which I'm going to be pissed about because <laughs> I don't want it, but I want it because of the design. <laughs> it's like what you said, something cool, people are going to buy it. Like I bought a God of War PS4 Pro because it was God of War, and I'm a huge God of War fan. You know, I wish I'd done the Spider-Man one, but God of War works. You know. I see. I would have gone with the Spider-Man one. I mean, my cousin went went out of his way and bought the Spider-Man one. I think Sammy, if she didn't get the Final Fantasy one, she definitely got the she would definitely get a Spider-Man one or maybe a Batman console if they ever came out with one. But at the time, they didn't have the PS. They didn't do the Spider-Man. They wasn't announced for it, so it was only God of War for the Pro. So I grabbed it, not realizing. Three months later, here's the Spider-Man Pro Edition. I was like, well, I've already dumped the money on this. I can't buy another one. <laughs> That's true. Um, Phil says, any of you guys played uh, Kingdom of Alamur? Um, they are being remastered for the new consoles. It's out in August. Now, I've never played any of them. Never played the original ones. I don't know how. You, I don't know if you guys ever played it. It's good from what I've been told. I've never played it. It was actually Studio 38 that did it. That was based out of here in uh, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. uh, Kurt Schilling ran it. And the game was actually really good, uh, but not enough to save his company and the state $75 million in taxes. Um, so <laughs> we'll see where the money goes to that being remade. If it goes right back to the state of Rhode Island, that'd be nice. <laughs> That's true. With the, uh, we'll start with Sammy with, with the list that Mike has said uh, with the PlayStation 5 release. Are there any one or two games that you're interested or looking forward to playing? Um, yes. I don't remember them all. <laughs> There. Um, I had to run off. Thunderstorm was occurring, and Dog was very upset. Um, so I did miss part of the list. But um, yeah, there's some like I, I, from what I remember of what he was saying, that uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I love Ratchet. You said Ratchet and Clank, right? Yeah. Yep. What oh, you did? <laughs> and, um, if you didn't, just lie. Um, and. Um, the uh, there's a lot of good games that are you know coming out for it um, that I'm excited, but most of the time like I don't even jump on the like I I, have, I wait a little bit and then I get it. I wait for the hype to die down and then I and then I go. <laughs> so you wait till it drops down to like twenty bucks and if it's available, yeah. you get it. And, and I'm not really I use I'll be straight up. Before I worked in the game industry for seven years and before I you know went to school to do video game design. I had my Game Informer delivered to my house every month and circled the ones and read every little modicum of, of anything about my favorite games coming out. And uh, like, if it came out, it came right, you know, like I had it, I pre-ordered it every time. Mm -hmm. But for me now, like, because it's like, I'm not uh, the, I've lost it. I'm not going to say it 
I've lost it completely, but I have lost a big amount of my fandom when it came to video games. And by fandom, I mean the fanaticism that I had about it, you know, because I worked in the industry and know how it runs, you know. So like I was a part of a game, many, uh, several games, um, but it was like, I, I just didn't have the same like desire to have every modicum of information for every one of my game, you know, games coming out. So, like, I just scroll through, and if I'm in the mood for a new game, I just, oh, I'll pick that one. Cool, that looks good. You right. know, yeah. and that's how I pick games now. I don't even read anything about them. I look on the on the computer or on the, on the PlayStation. I'm like, I'll buy this one. That sounds I, good. <laughs> I do that, too. I kind of look at some of the demos and the trailers to see what's cool, because yeah. sometimes you can find an indie game like Ravel. Um, was an amazing indie game that they did. Uh, that one was a good one. Uh, uh, Song of the Deep. Song of the Deep won tons of awards for the artwork of that game. The game, Sammy, would be right up your alley. Like the artwork on it, stuff like that. Think Castlevania oh meets like Atlantis underwater. And it was a side scroller, and the game was absolutely incredible. Uh, the storyline was really cool too. So that was something kind of cool. And those are indie games that I don't mind, and they were like ten bucks. Fifteen dollars price point, good about 20 25 hours worth of gameplay. Fantastic, it's true. So, anyway, so uh, well, Jago said, Song of the Deep is awesome. Uh, also, of course, same with that. Someone asked you, Sammy, do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to do a doodle or two. Well, you might dabble and do a stick figure once in a while, right? In <laughs> circles, I'm considered world renowned. Sammy does a live um, does a live show every Wednesday on her Twitch and Facebook channel. So the second one was correct. The MMY. Doing <laughs> um, all of them. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. If you jump on my um, at the end of the stream, I'll give you my uh, I plug my info, and you can uh, you can check out my my uh, web page and everything later. So how Dave, about, you won't be disappointed. Uh, she has some great art too. So how about some interesting and funny news? Back in the back around this time in two th uh, 1992, AT&T launched the video phone. And during this time, the video phone went for about $1,500. As of today, we currently have cell phones that cost about $1,000 without a plan or whatever the hell. Um, but it was the future. But back in 1992 was the future. Fiber, we had fiber octave cable wasn't even a thought at the time. We still used landlines. And for everyone else, you basically had almost like a cell phone kind of thing. But you had, it's almost like, remember the cordless phone that you carried that was a giant brick? You also had the video phone. Now, um, back in 1992, it was the suitcase. Right, it was a suitcase. Phone. It was so brick. It was yep. huge. My grandfather had one. And in 92, I had a pager. And if you were one of the lucky few, during that time, you also had the car phone, too. Yeah. Do you find it interesting that around this time in 1992, there was a video option for that price? And is it? I didn't like, know. I mean, like, awesome. I like this Who could one. afford that? What's what, a landline? What's a landline? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> David, in a way, waste of money. <laughs> the brick phone. Yeah, here you go. The yep. backpack. Well, there was yep. the idea of the first cell phone or a cell a car phone, you know. <laughs> Mike. I, I remember my grandfather. Now this was late eighties, early nineties. Right. Um, 
he was uh, Brooke, uh, he was off the boat Italian sure. in, at, at, and he was uh, I'll just say he was middle management okay. and, uh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding um, and so he had always got these calls on this like and you could hear it in his trunk he always kept it in his trunk which is like the worst thing in the trunk so he would pull over and he had this, of course, he had this big maroon Buick, you know, like a total mobster car. deep cargo area for the trunk. Really long, deep, like a three body, three or four body trunk. And um, <laughs> he would pull out this suitcase and it was the size of like a briefcase, but it was all battery and it had a phone on top and this really long antenna that you'd pull out. Ah, uh, so hilarious. Uh, and I'd be like, yeah. I'd always think how amazing it was. I'm like, oh, it's like from the future. You pick up this giant brick, and people forget that even at one point, cell phones were literally almost this size. You know, oh, yeah. wait, that's the same size. That's the same size that we have right now. Yeah, that's what well, I got right now. We remember yeah. they were both thin and tiny they were getting, where it was like. Of the Nokia that literally was like. This size. Yeah. And then when Matrix came out, which people forgot that they, they sold that phone, but it was a European edition. So <laughs> phones that you saw in the Matrix were never released in the US, but they sold the kit that you can have your phone extend out. But only Europe, they had the uh, button where you click it and the thing would extend. You, uh, I actually, so the funny thing is I had one of those Nokia phones that had that, and you could buy a faceplate that would take off your old faceplate and put it on there. Right. And all you would do is hit a side button, and it would just shoot the button down so you could see the button so you could dial on it. So I'd sit there, and I would, I would sit there and hit the button. It would pop down, and so I'd act like I was in the Matrix because I loved that movie so much, and that was my <laughs> phone case for the longest time. I I loved that one. That was, like, the coolest phone case. I, I had the next cell phone. I'm your chair for my office, Sammy. Um, oh, thank you. I, I had the uh, Netflix, not Netflix, uh, uh, Nextel phone where I had the clear case. So I bought yep. the case and everything, took it apart, and had the light-up battery. So every time I go to a concert, someone thought I was like someone important because my phone would just light up. And what makes yep. it worse is I bought the money symbol for the back of the battery that always lit up. So, the money symbol <laughs> so friends always remember that my pants would always light up. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, what, and what was worse so true, is, Jimmy. right and what was worse is if i got in and out of reception it would always automatically light up like oh hash that service and i pick up my phone because i'd sell service <laughs> i'm a long way from the brick phone to the desktop video phone to like how heavy that thing was and did you see in the image like the screen was like a like less than a business card size right. it's like this yeah. That was your. Do you, and you, camera, and you remember the camera was this big, and you, you remember getting like those phones where you could sit there and play the games on it. It was like Snake Solitaire. <laughs> yeah, you were like it was in like gray. It almost looked like a Game Boy uh, original Game Boy colors or something yeah. like that. And you have your and you had like the nine things on the screen you could tap on, like hit the up arrow to get to something. Like that was oh my god, man! And your your data plan was like what, like a kilobyte, and that was like. A hundred bucks. <laughs> well, so, tens of money. Right that got so small until you realized you could watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when Tom Tommy was a pack rat, my my late husband was a pack rat, and we were I was going through like all his tech stuff, and I 
found a Motorola slide phone. Nice. Like, oh, yeah. Right. And it had like just the number pad and the screen was like that big. And uh, yeah. you flip it over and it had a front face, like a forward facing 1.2 megapixel camera. Ooh, 1.2. <laughs> and so basically the thing. equivalent of a disposable camera. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. He kept it. Like I, like it's, that phone was like 20 years old. I, like moved it three times. Like why? I still have my. I still have my. I still have flip phone. Um, no, uh, Nextel, Motorola, um, cell phone. And I know a lot of people still kept like the Nokia's just to play Snake. Um, so <laughs> I, I had a black. Uh, was it Blackjack? I think it was Samsung Blackjack, mm -hmm. and it had Tetris on it. It had Tetris, and I used to sit there and when I got my new iPhone. Well, I think it was iPhone four when I finally upgraded to that. I kept that blackjack plugged in on the side of my bed Just and I would literally play Tetris. <laughs> I play I kept that thing plugged in for two years. It finally like just died. It was like, nope, we're done. But I was on like level two thousand in this game. Like I was really good at Tetris and this. So I would sit there for hours at night playing while I'm in bed watching TV. Like crazy. Well, well speaking about the old stuff pretty much. Rumors have been going around saying that Disney should remake the original Star Wars trilogy. Basically redoing four, five, and six. As you guys quickly go and say, hell no. Nope. You know. Nope. It's silly, right? Nope. Come come up with your own freaking idea and don't give it to Star Rain Wars Johnson. So much canon that they don't need to go back and rehash it because they'll just screw it up anyway. You know, and I, it won't lose them like I read the article that you had posted. And basically, like, the dude's point was to visually match, like, make them all visually um, uh, consecutive. Like, you know, at the same visual level. Mm -hmm. And, like, no, why? You know, like, they were made in the 70s and 80s. Leave them where they were. Make new shit. And just and, even and do Fox, And Fox remastered them, digitally enhanced them for their 2000 editions. And people hated it. Right. And, and you think about that right now. How bad did, you know, uh, Phantom Menace get panned because of the acting? Clone Wars didn't do too well. Sith, Revenge of the Sith did well. It was, like, fan favorite because of the fight scenes. Now you want to redo three iconic movies? and redo that with our fan base now that couldn't stand the fact that we had Anakin Skywalker Vader as a kid? No. <laughs> Hell no. No. Do not touch it. Well, not, that only that, not only that, it'll kill the, uh, it'll kill the, um, you know, it'll ruin the whole um, continuity with the other, with the last three that they filmed. Correct. You know? yep. So why put in, why, you know, you have Mark Hamill, you have Harrison Ford. Like, why bother doing that? Um, and then you're going to recast those people? And then, you're gonna no. recast them, and then it, it, Disney's better You can't recast them. You have no Princess Leia. Why would you redo it? You can't They're even redo that. They're talking about using her daughter. No. But no. she doesn't look a lot like Carrie. Like, no. They wouldn't use her daughter. They would use the girl that they used for Rogue One, and they CGI'd her face um, yeah. Which is still the worst thing about but, that entire movie. Yes, I that agree. was the worst scene of that entire movie. Was that? That, like, was, that was a nice scene. It was nice, but it wasn't bad. You can't say it's the worst scene. It was. It wasn't. When, when she turned around, you could clearly tell that was CGI. You did not need her to turn around. You could have just had her facing R two D two do that, and then just go to the next scene, and everyone would have been like, 
that is beautiful. I love it. Nice homage. But right. doing that, it, it made it bad. Then no. Yeah. And they want to make the same continuity with the technology. Yeah. Luke was on a planet, Tatooine, that was a desert planet on the outer rim for a reason. So mm -hmm. there wasn't much technology there. So you can't like they yeah. put him as far away from Vader and at Palpatine is for a reason. Put no, like oh god, get a brain aneurysm now thinking of this crap. Don't well, there's so many good storylines they could do. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of you know, they've all they've already said that all of the books are canon. Um, from the 90s when Lucas just basically if you signed him a check he let you do a Star Wars novel that's but all you couldn't change that. but if your story took place after a story that was existing you right. couldn't change anything from that right. story to me which was smart but what they should do also is with the, they've got that with all the comics and everything they should do an old Republic movie God yes Oh my God, that's cool. like they should do that because then you can, you know, you can kind of see like even bring back like Yoda, Yoda, you know, and Darth Sidious. You could even bring back a young Darth Sidious because he was alive during the Old Republic. They're the only two that are left. So, and there's a completely different storyline where we get to see like massive Sith battles and, you know, see all their home planets with their holocrons and, you know, all their. Crazy Sith temples and Jedi temples. See, I mean, I look at that. Like, yeah. If Disney wants to redo something to make it fit canon, how about we stick with the books where Luke, uh, sorry, Han and Leia had three kids? Uh, let's, just, let's, let's, let's just stay away from it because we already see the last three trilogies never really did their part of having, you know, Luke's mm -hmm. wife, the other kids. And like you know, we we lost that. So as far as Disney and Mar, uh, the Disney and Star Wars is concerned. Let them figure out with all the books that they have. Granted, they did bring the idea for some of the characters, but we're still I'd not. I'd like to see Emperor Thrawn. Right. How about Emperor Thrawn? Like, yeah. That would be phenomenal. How about just not do Jedi's? Just do another storyline that didn't have to do Jedi's. Let's steer away from that for a hot minute. And get I love Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, Skywalker is the only uh, Jedi drama in the galaxy, right? Is that it? Is that all yeah. I think of? No. <laughs> uh, Jabo says uh, Dark Horse Comics did the best for the Star Wars series. Yeah. They did a better job than Marvel, but guess what's back in Marvel's hands? So let them figure out exactly what storyline that they want to go for. I mean, yep. uh, back to some more controversial stuff, pretty much. Uh, Batwoman circles Riverdale star for uh, Ruby Rose replacement. Vanessa Morgan is reported uh, reportedly being eyed to replace Ruby Rose. Ruby Ro uh, Vanessa played uh, Tony uh, Tapaz in Riverdale. And I believe the character in Riverdale has died. So I guess, you know, they can put her into uh, Batwoman ASAP. What do you think about, um, what do you think about, uh, I guess, them getting a a new female lead, if, if it is possible? Uh, ladies first. Um, I did not see her in Riverdale. I didn't right. watch the latest, um, but from what I read about the back uh, Batwoman stuff, um, they're not even going with a comic book character. They're making a completely new character that's solely for the TV show, which I can see them doing because Batwoman is not one of the more popular uh, comic book runs, so she doesn't have quite as much of a diverse history to draw from. Um, plus, they want to hit a certain you know, demographic with with that uh, TV show and with that lead. 
Um, so I can I can see them easily making up a new character. Um, and you know, nothing for nothing, but anybody's got to be better than uh, what's her face, Ruby Rose. Yeah, I think this 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 post-it pad would be better a better Batwoman than her. Um, well, oh, and I forgot how bad she was until I just I had been I've been rewatching Legends because the new season came out, right? Because uh, I don't have TV, and I watched the last season of Legends, which hilarious. But the right. the last episode of Crisis Core, mm -hmm. uh, I watched, and she like walks on on the scene, and she's like a robot. She's like, "What are you doing? Oh, this is an emotional point in this show." So. So you basically say from the TV show Orange is the New Black to this one, you get two totally different characters, and you're in, you didn't buy it. No, I think uh, you know. I mean, I just personally, um, yes, she was in the John Wick movie. However, she didn't talk, and her mm. entire role as this throw-in character was this. Yes, she was in a John Wick movie. She basically did. so her best role is she's better off doing sign language, basically. Just um, and I mean, yeah. she's a model. And you watched last night. So. <laughs> I did watch it last night. Started as a model, I believe. Yes, she started as a model, yeah. like one of those YouTube makeup artist people. So I mean, if she's not a great actress, actually, she has walked during Fashion Week. So oh, so yeah, but not all. I mean, not all models are amazing actresses. Um, right, like we see Ashton Kutcher, you know. <laughs> not all models. And that's okay. Like, I have nothing against her as a person, but she can't act out of a paper bag. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think it's smart of them to pick a face that the fans know from another popular show yeah. and a character that was well-received because of the actress playing her. And... Um, I think they were very smart in doing that and also smart in creating a new character because again, Batwoman doesn't have a super large history to pull from. So they, you know, in order to kind of match up with the rest of the message, the rest of their Arrowverse is doing, it would be, it, you know, it, that's the, the easiest and smartest way to go about it because then they're making the rules. Mm -hmm. That character doesn't have to stick to, Oh no, Batwoman didn't do that. In this comic, she did this. Right. Instead, it's a new character. And because she's a fringe character, nobody is going to freak out that they made a new Batwoman. I mean, if you made a new Batman that wasn't in the comics and you're like, her new TV show is this, and it's going to be John Schmusenheim, people are going to flip shit. There's going to be riots in the streets. Cats and dogs are going to be marrying each other. Pandemonium is going to happen. But with Batwoman, People are gonna be like, okay, well, let's see where this goes, because they're not—they—they they don't have a hundred-year lore to her. That's what I think. True, but you do have the demographic of—I'm not gonna say which group—that are constantly looking forward to her being a certain characteristic. We'll say so. They well, there's it. no, there's that that woman's role in the universe is she. I mean, uh, which um, which. The CW has been very good about diversifying the very whitewashed original line of DC characters. Um, but, you know, she's going to be the LGBTQ character. She's still going to be a lesbian uh, and have a girlfriend. Like, the, the character type is still going to be the same. It's just going to be a different person. Yeah. And, I, I mean, 
That's if that's the if that's the character they're going for, I think they could. Michael, thoughts on the, their supposed new choice? I mean, I have I don't know her too well because I never watched Riverdale. Uh, I've seen who she is and stuff like that. I'm curious to see what type of character she's going to play, what the background story is, how are they going to introduce her, and how are they taking care of Batwoman now on the show? Like, are they killing her off? Is she going off to follow Alice in a new story plot or something? And then now this person's coming in because the rumor has it Scarecrow is supposed to be the villain and Scarecrow kills her mom or something or parents or something. And that's how we get her and introduce. One, I'm kind of cool because I wouldn't I dig a new Scarecrow character. I kind of dig his character from the Batman lore and what he's done. So I'm I like that they're putting a different villain in it, but someone that name brand people have recognized. I want to see what she can do with the story. How is she going to do the action sequences? I don't know what she did in Riverdale. Like I'm pretty sure there wasn't a ton of fight sequences or action sequences where she's supposed to shoot a battering or you know a grappling gun to take off on something. Like how bad is it going to look? Mm -hmm. um we look at what ruby rose did and that woman should just be a statue in a movie i watched john wick 2 last night when you know you i was talking to you and her best lines were she's looking at john wick yeah. going like this yeah. and she's putting up this and she's like, signing I'm, her I'm words later in sign language yeah you know and john's like yeah thanks it's the best acting you've done in your career you know what i mean like move on like she's horrible um the fight sequences were horrible so they need to get a better choreographer in there spend a little bit of money on the special effects to help it out. Otherwise, this show is a second sophomore and done. That's it. And how is it going to play into the other roles and the other CW stuff when they do crossovers? What, what series are going to cross over with? Flash, there's no arrow now to lead it. So you got Legends, you got Batwoman, you got Flash, and what else is there? Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl. Okay. And just got relit as well, too. Yeah, Swamp Thing's coming in, and you still have Black Lightning. Black Lightning is rumored to come back for a fourth season, mm -hmm. which I'm excited about because I actually liked the third season. I thought they did a great job with that. Uh, I love Wayne Brady's character on it. I thought he did a great job. We shall see what they do with it. That's I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Let's I wish they would have in his, leather, his original leather costume uh -huh. when he was young. Black Lightning. Okay. I hate his costume. His onesie with the shit pasted on it, and then his Nikes. And the actor is bow-legged. Like, so his knees, like, like this. And when he stands from far away and he has his knees locked, it's the most awkward-looking thing visually for me. Like, I just focus on the bow-legged, like, the bow-leggedness. Like, he's, ah! And it, all I see are his bow-leg, his bow-legged chicken legs, you know? Right. <laughs> but I do love the show and I really I love the I love the way that it you know it fits in and I'm happy they brought him into Crisis Core or, mm -hmm. or uh, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths um, I thought it was awesome yeah well as uh, pretty much as we like to as we're patiently waiting to see what CW does between now up until next year and who will take over the Batwoman Cal will say or what it will be will vanessa be the new batwoman batwoman or what what kind of role she would play in a new series and we are all looking forward to what cw does next even with their supposedly riverdale crossover that will be happening sometime in the near future but while cw is trying to figure themselves out so is a little company a little toy company called hasbro 
Well, as everyone knows that Hasbro has licensing for Power Rangers, Transformers, and now Dungeons and Dragons, Hasbro has now hired former uh, HBO head to see over their current franchises. Um, for me, looking forward to this, will this help them build a, um, I guess, build a some sort of uh, relationship with HBO? Or will we like, or would we see a new version of Transformers movie? Will we hopefully see a better Dungeons and Dragons movie that don't involve the Wayne's brothers? Okay, if anyone remembers that. But as Michael laughs, no one And uh, were we happy with the current Power Rangers product? Could we see a new version? For me, um, please redo all the Transformers movie because that wasn't our childhood, let alone it sucked anyway, but it did suck us dry for our money and our pockets. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, hire Vin Diesel because we've seen him do great with his Dungeons and Dragons character himself. And as far as Power Rangers are concerned, um, please do a better job for the Megazords. Uh, both of you guys cringe at the same time. I'd start with Michael first because you were a huge Transformers fan and you did enjoy the Power Rangers movie up until a point. And as far as TNT, you guys both laughed at the same time for that little thing. I mean, I'm happy that they brought somebody else in that could probably hopefully correct the course of trash that they made for movies from Hasbro mm -hmm. because that. Well, let's, let's just be honest. Hasbro wasn't involved with the latest Power Ranger movie, so they just got it now. Yeah. So, as well, that's true. That's point. true. They weren't part of that one. But yeah. Hasbro did put out those five Transformer movies that blood me dry 15 to 20 dollars depending on if i saw it in the imax or the regular screen um, you know a couple of a couple of toys some you know mugs and t-shirts and crap like that so they i feel like they robbed me uh so they got to give me something good the bumblebee movie um that jaybo is you know referencing there was their best thing that they did because it brought back me as a child the original bumblebee and that first what three four minutes of the movie where they were on cybertron that needs to be made into a movie. Give me an entire movie like that. You'll get the fan base back and then build off of that back on Earth where you have you know, Optimus looking like he normally should. I get it. Megatron can't be a gun. We're going to make him a tank or something. I'm okay with some liberties there, but give me something that is closer to my childhood and stop just trying to be like, we're going to make a new toy and we're going to call it jojo baba or something and that's the new transformer we're gonna push it down your throat and hope you buy the toy and it fails horribly and no one buys it Correct. um D, &D Bo, i was going to talk about that the uh the commercial for the vernat car or something over in europe that trailer if anybody hasn't seen it please go watch it when i was watching that i thought i was watching the cartoon of dungeon dragon when i was a kid in the 80s come to life on screen those kids were spot on perfect you give me something like that for dungeons and dragons and redo a car uh sorry a cartoon mm -hmm. off of that like a spin-off dude you're making bank all right. day long right. bank on that and then i think with power rangers you got to get away from that cheap uh dollar tree uh toy oh, line that looked like uh the action figures that fell into a hole and came out and somehow became a, a mighty morphin power ranger zoid like seriously that was i i cringed at that and to see the characters i didn't mind the characters i thought the storyline was okay they spent too much money getting the actor brian cranston into it and you bring in elizabeth banks in and goldar which she swallowed gold and like seriously like come on 
talk to your fans. They could probably come up with a better storyline in a weekend than that movie was. Like, that's horrible. Well, I'll admit, like, they, 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 they do a great job of character development up until the very end of the scene. The movie, too, yeah. in my opinion, was great up until we got to the Zors, and I'm like, what the F is this? Oh, and, that was horrible. Right. Now, the other question is, is the person that's going to be coming over to take over, who's coming from HBO, it, are they going to help reboot the G.I. Joe, uh, you know, line and the movie franchise because d bonaventure has said he wants to put that out and right. there's rumors they want to do a crossover with the transformers in gi joe and somebody hinted at john cena's character is supposed to be someone from gi joe in the bumblebee movie so right. I, I mean you laid the groundwork a little bit maybe we could get that where it could be something i think it'd be kind of cool um but we'll see you know sammy I am not a Power Rangers fan, so whatever they do, it's got to be better than what I've seen. Um, Transformer-wise, um, of course, we all you know grew up with it, but um, uh, I loved Bumblebee. I thought it was an excellent film, and it's gonna since it's, it's set in the '80s, it's pretty easy to use that as a um, uh, logistics wise it's pretty easy to reuse that as the reboot point <laughs> the first one was amazing not the second the right. second was a terrible power rangers movie. it was a terrible pacific rim movie um yeah. but um you know i think it, i mean the the shows you know sunset crossed those shows over multiple times um and uh so, I mean, why not? It was crossed over in the cartoons and the toy lines, so why not in the films? I mean, could you imagine? That would be amazing. Um, and I think Don Cena would be an amazing Duke. Like, yeah. I, he's like absolutely perfect for it. Um, you don't think Channing Tatum was good enough before he got killed in the second one? No? That, like, I don't even know what that was. That was like an acid trip turned G.I. Joe. Like, I think if I if I ate some shrooms and then dropped, you know, dropped some acid and then watched G.I. Joe. Then, it was the way in, brother, wasn't it? Then it But I think uh, I think with with Hasbro being more accurate, like more involved in the development of the films. Um, it's going to be way better. Um, the important thing, though, is like I need a good Gem in the Holograms movie, like GTFO, that last one. Okay, like, that last <laughs> yeah. shit. It was that like, was bad. A little bobbing android. Um, but yes, I need a Gem in the Holograms film, like with the so, you know with the misfits I, and everything. Okay. <laughs> I actually talked to uh, Samantha Newark. Uh, from that, yeah. and she even said, "She goes that that wasn't good." She it goes, "It wasn't bad. good," it and she's like, "She's like, I should like it because it's keeping my my you know thing in the news shows, but yeah. that that was bad." She goes, "It wasn't good." <laughs> it was so bad. Well, I mean, I, and that's one of the things that I hate with films that are adopted from a cartoon or a comic book where they make it real. Okay. Uh, like they make it real and it's like okay no like there's absolutely no way you can put you know like make hologram girl singing real like just 
lean into it. We already have the suspension of disbelief because we're fans of the original. We're going to a movie. We don't need it real. We don't need a warm orphan-like storyline. Like, her dad made, like, an orphan house, and she and her sister run it, and they bring in other orphans, and yay. But hologram singing with crazy lights and shit. Like, let's do that. Hmm. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, anything D&D &D is awesome. Like... I mean, even the bad ones were good because they were deliciously bad. Um, Including and, Mar Marlon Wayans again, also in yeah, I don't want it again. That was, that was, I mean, that was not I good. That right now, um, I don't want is it. That a, is that on any streaming service? I really need to rewatch that just to really remember how bad it was. It's pretty bad. But on Netflix, I got to go find it. Yeah. Right. But um, I think honestly, with they're definitely going to put out a D and D thing because. Um, the popularity of The Witcher bringing, uh, the popularity of The Witcher um, yep. is just, Scott, it's it's pulling us back to that, um, you know, medieval uh, fantasy realm again. And D&D has never really had anybody to sit down and go, okay, let's, you know, let's really get a storyline involved. And, and we take it more seriously now because nobody took that really seriously until Lord of the Rings. <laughs> could could you could you now see it because of the popularity with, uh, uh, what's it, the uh, Joe Magnella guy? I see uh, the popularity. Because of him now with Dungeons and Dragons, could you bring him in? And you got Vin Diesel who yeah. also writes into his contracts for the movies. Yeah. He needs to go home once a weekend to play that. Could you bring the two of them in, give them a good storyline? I mean, even if the storyline is not that good, if you can go action sequence and go Dungeon Dragon like the like it's supposed to be done, I think that's a moneymaker. Well, what was that film that uh, Vin Diesel did? The Witch Hunter. The Witch Hunter. The Witch Hunter. Witch Hunter. Okay. Yeah. That was pretty much a D&D &D movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just without saying it's D&D. &D. And nothing for nothing, but that wasn't the best written thing in the world. No. It had a lot of... Uh, it's better, than Nicolas Cage movie. it's better than Nicolas Cage movie with the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, yeah. I watched that Vin Diesel movie over Sorcerer's Apprentice. That was that was basically Mickey's Apprentice. That's all that was. Right. That was but that that's was. The thing is, so so we we now take that sort of fantasy genre, uh, you know, that what well, and I should say not we, the film industry right. takes that fantasy genre that was once upon a time a throwaway. Um they take it more seriously now because of Lord of the Rings. Lord, I mean, yeah. when you look back, Lord of the Rings was one of was probably the first fantasy, like straight up with a dragon and or fantasy film that made bank, and that made oh, yeah. the film industry go, "Oh fuck, there is a market for this stuff." It's not just you know fanboys that live in their mom's basement who like this stuff. Real regular people like it too. Okay. So with with the Lord of the Rings and then Witcher bringing it back kind of to the forefront, I think you're going to see uh, a really hopefully pretty good Dungeons and Dragons movie in the next few years. Yeah. If Peter well, Jackson's not if Peter Jackson's not attached to direct it, he at least better help somehow on it, consult it, something because what he did for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, oh, those yeah. are masterpieces. Look, you bring him in. No, I want Peter Jackman's first commitment where he was supposed to do Halo and he still hasn't done it yet. 
So I'm sorry. Sure. Before you do that, you well, got to finish that damn Halo movie idea that you had since day one, even though we're still waiting for it 15 years well, later. Gordon was supposed to do the second uh, Pacific Rim film. Yeah. But yeah. He was well, Gil, you bring. I think you could bring Guillermo del Toro and Peter Jackson as part of that, and I think they actually could do a very good job because of their sequence with Pan Labyrinth and stuff like that. That duo but, will kill it. That duo yeah. would kill it for any type of D&D project you want to think of, even if they do one story and one does the other story, but they're somehow producers in their own stuff and make yep. like a a large two-part, two different stories into one story storyline. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Screw Halo. Yeah, you want D&D. Well, we and that's the thing is the industry is now starting to swing in the opposite direction. I mean, we've had... We've had uh, superhero stuff crammed down our throats for over a decade. Right. We're, we're done. Like, and it's funny because I even see it in my artwork, you know, for the last, you know, over the last 10 years, everybody wanted, you know, Batman, Superman, Iron Man, 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 man. And now those have fallen to the wayside for all of my fantasy stuff. That's right. That's right. You know? And um, so I, I would see, expect over the next few years a resurgence of, of fantasy, like, like it, at the level of of what um, you know, the, Mar the Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because we're all like, I mean, I don't nothing for nothing, but when I hear there's a new Marvel movie coming out, I'm I mean, like, yeah, but would you really want to see M Night Shyamalan do anything D and D? I mean, if I remember the last, only thing I can think of M. Night Shyamalan is when they make fun of him on Robot Chicken and he goes, wait, there's a twist. That's, right. that's all M. Yeah. Night Shyamalan is. And wait, as wait, much as I like some of his movies, I don't want him on D&D because &D. he'll make it some weird alien comes down and no, like stay away from it. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think we're due for, you know, something bigger. Oh, and I forgot Game of Thrones. Yeah, there you go. Game of Thrones. Uh, until they bastardized the last season. Um, right. don't, was, don't hold me to this. I've never, I've never actually watched an episode of Game of Thrones. I stopped watching it. Emma, you want to have half the second season yeah. because I am not a fan of the books. Um, I loathe his writing style, and he—I don't know the man personally, but everything that I've read and in his interviews, he comes off as a bit of a douche. All right. He does. Since we're about almost out of time and everything, I'd like to thank everyone who's joined us today on This Week in Pop Culture. Uh, Mike, Sammy, where can we find you? Let's go with ladies first. Oh. Sammy, plug away. Um, so you can find me streaming with Arash. With Arash. There we go. <laughs> um, I forgot it's backwards. I'm right, left, dyslexic anyway. Um, so you can find me on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's, uh, live streaming with Arash uh, and painting. He's my MC. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on the interwebs, uh, CastilloStudios.ninja, and on Facebook, uh, Castillo, TS Castillo Studios, and then, um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, Instagram is also TS Castillo Studios. Um, <laughs> Sammy should storyboard a big budget dandy. I would fucking be there and do it. Um, and then, uh, yes, I think that's it for me. Michael? Uh, I, you, like Kid says, you can, from your mom's basement, you can find me on the couch in the basement. Um, now you can find me on uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Michael Bergey. Uh, check out the Facebook group for nerds and 
you know, pop culture stuff that these two are a part of as well. Uh, be your own geek. Uh, we're in there. We share some stuff and that's about it. I'd say show, see you at a con this year, but uh, we won't have any. Speaking of about cons, real quick, tell us exactly the three posters you have behind you that you'd managed to uh, switch out today. So, oh, artists. so uh, these two here are by Chris Capanna. Uh, he does some really cool uh, Thundercats and uh, He-Man, Master of the Universe. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, so those are some of my pictures I posted up. And over here, I honestly do not know who the artist is. I apologize. Uh, I found it at Boston Anime last year, and it was uh, Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon with Pikachu and Stitch uh, playing on their 3DSs. Nice. And I actually. What'd you say? I'm offended there's no Castillo Prince behind you. I, I don't have one of yours. Well, whose fault is that? Mine, because I'm an idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Aras Zandi. You can catch us here every single Sunday from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. And you can catch me on Instagram and Facebook. You can catch me at Hostel Toys back, uh, in Medford, Long Island. And you can catch me at the Comic Related Madness as well, too. Thank you guys all for joining us. We will see you guys all. Same bad time, same bad channel. Good night, guys. Good night.